hello everyone you are welcome to the very first episode of my podcast titled back to eden my name is sharon takim and i am so excited to have you here by the time you listen to this it will be my 30th birthday so yes i'm excited and i'm I'm happy that i get to do this i'm nervous i'm you know but i'm glad that i'm here above everything i'm glad and i'm future uh let me start by introducing myself properly because i've done a lot of things in my life i like to describe myself as a generalist and i'm glad that that term exists because uh, my life has been literally all over the map and i think that the most important thing for me or like i think i did an exercise a very long time ago when when i was much younger and we're asked to write what we would want to be seen on our tombstone so when you die what do you want people to say about you and at the end of everything when i had stripped everything down to its basics all i had left was two sentences she loved god and she loved people and i think that this podcast is just an expression of that everything that i've done is an expression of that first of all my love for god and how it permeates everything in my life and how it's just so good that i have to share and then as an outcome of that as an extension of my love for god my love for his people which has led me to do many things from i should run a group for women called intentional okay i shouldn't say i used to i do run a group for women called intentional my intentional leads i'm so sorry um we started in 2018 we had intentional 18 intentional 19 intentional 20 and then at that time life happened so um yes but which is why i said i used to but i do run that and i'm hoping that we'll be able to get that up um very soon we did open up registrations this year but that's a long story and y'all don't know me that well yet so let me not go into it uh, we will talk about all these things subsequently. So yes, um, just my love for God and my love for people is is uh, this is an output of all of that. And I feel like I why I feel like this is necessary and important right now because I was speaking with a friend of mine um, a few months ago, and we were talking about the abundance of podcasts. Like you go online and people are giving hot takes and you're hearing all kinds of things and many times these things are like ah, this is not for this, this math is not mathing this thing is not adding up like ah, people do things like this and i think that that's dangerous because um when people are seeking answers they go to places that they think they can find them and if they go to those places whatever is available especially at a time where you're searching and you're desperate for answers will probably just become your answer so there's so much information that is not based on it's not based on scripture it's not based on people are speaking out of their wounds people are speaking out of their emotions people are just speaking from their own perspective and many times it is skewed because we are all a product of our life experiences and many times we're not able to distinguish between what has happened to us and what is true 
so I felt that and at the time when we were speaking and this is a call out to my friend by the way because he needs to start his podcast as well and um, that we needed to do something so we need to have information that is bible based that for instance a person of faith is looking for answers on relationships they know that their context our context is very different from let's say a regular person that doesn't have strong beliefs about for instance abstinence or your body as a way to honor god and all of that so i think that and i mean this is a zero judgment zone zero when i say zero i mean zero judgment so who we are is by grace and we know this so this means that we're not in placing ourselves in a position of judgment we're just saying that it's important that there is an alternate to the information that is being put out an alternate that is based in faith that is bible based that is backed by scripture and that people can connect with as well as connect with god so that it's not that they're listening to things that violate their conscience but because they don't have any other thing to turn to they take this on i'll give an example when i was growing up i love to read i've always loved to read i'm a reader and i loved stories because they were a way for me to escape right so i would listen to a story and just immerse myself in it or start imagining now for someone like that most of the time um, we tend to start reading novels right so uh i mean by the time i was like nine i was reading like two Quinn novels a day and they come with their share of i mean they're beautiful stories and sometimes because you wanted to get get to the end of a beautiful story that's the happily ever after you ignore all the other things but somehow it's like you drip into your soul right so these things are getting in and they're beginning to shape your expectations of life they're beginning to shape your expectations of what love is supposed to look like and all of that i'll give an example it wasn't until i became an adult that i realized that many of the telenovelas and many of the okay k, k- dramas are an exception and i'll say why but many of the telenovelas at the time when we were growing up, for instance, if you grew up in Nigeria, in the 2000s, we had shows on AIT, like When You Are Mine, like Second Chance, like Paloma, no, Paloma and Diego is When You Are Mine, but yeah, Catalina and Sebastian, the same actors, another series. And we had all of those. And for um, those that love Bollywood, the context is also very unique in that you have like four generations living in the same house and all of that and we don't know that they are shaping our thoughts of what life and love and marriage looks like so i did realize that i now had started to normalize trauma in relationships as part of the process and i couldn't see beyond the happy ever after because most of these series there isn't an epilogue right they stop at they finally get together then there is no context for how do they end up living together how do they create a life how do they raise kids what decisions do they take all of that does not matter what matters is the end product or for instance this person in the series you know they're in love the family against them blah 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 this one ends up marrying somebody else and then it's just i mean so we, we start to normalize concepts like oh well if he likes me even if he's married doesn't matter he'll still divorce her now that's an extreme but you'll be surprised how 
many of these thoughts have become concrete in people's minds and in people's hearts because of what we're exposed to now i said all this to say and apologies i go on tangents a lot in a bit to uh, give my point robustness so please bear with me it's a i don't know what to call it a character flaw but yes it is what it is so um i now began to see alternatives i'm glad for people like francine rivers that now started to write romance novels but based biblically sound that wouldn't violate the the code of conduct in the sense that we we were expected to live by as christians as people of faith that i don't have to skip novels because i don't want to read the sex scene i can just read it and know that nothing is going to create any tension and the truth is when you first start reading that, it's not as exciting as the drama where the guy is the bad guy and he's the boss of everything and he's just a very rude, very annoying person. But eventually you find out that he has a sort of, it's a scam. Let me just say it right now. It's just a scam. But um, we start to normalize people living out their trauma in relationships as how relationships are supposed to go. So when there's no drama, when there's no tension, it doesn't feel right because we've been taught that right comes with a lot of drama and ups and downs and all of that. And that's not so. So I feel like just as scripture says, like the washing of the water by the word, the more consistently we're able to put our right content, the more consistently we're able to give another narrative contrary to what is readily available in the world. With time, we're going to be able to correct some of these things that we now see that people, even people of faith, have begun to normalize. Um, uh, let I mean, hopefully, we're going to be doing this for a long time. So let me not let me not digress so much. But I think you get the idea of why this exists. And um, yes, yeah, so uh, we're going to be discussing a lot of um, real world issues, right? Um, answers to questions, and they're going to be like four four not four like three first on faith and god and navigating being a person of faith in today's world and how that applies to our relationships our interactions with people um how to practically live out what the bible says because where you see um forgive 70 times seven but this person is pissing me off like they just make a habit of it how am i supposed to like sorry i think i'm i'm someone in the middle of being a gen z and a millennial so i have a lot of holocaust slangs um so yeah so this person is really annoying me um how am i supposed to navigate that or i'm tired or i'm stressed and i don't people don't seem to understand the context that i'm coming from it's hard to relate or to connect with people and this place is gonna be a safe space for all those questions like um i mean for for instance growing up i had to do an altar call like i don't know how many times but almost every altar call i would go out because i didn't quite feel saved and it was a long time before i i got away from that place where i started to understand that it's not necessarily a feeling you have to accept it by faith so these questions were I know I'm saved, but I don't really feel saved. Um, I know I came out for an altar call, but I don't really feel different. I don't, like, I mean, 
you expect for instance we read like pauline encounters like where paul met jesus on his way to tassos uh, sorry where Saul of tassos met jesus on his way to damascus and jesus was like you know so why do you persecute me and he became paul and you could see a definite transformation but what of people like me that didn't have that experience that every day we have to wake up and basically fight for our salvation where it's not like growing up i already immediately knew what i wanted to do i already knew what god was calling me to every day i wake up with a question how do i navigate that and that does not mean that i don't have faith in god it just means that i don't have the answers and i don't know how to navigate that and i don't want people to give me blanket statements that say oh because you're hurting after an experience you're not forgiving it's not true or they tell you that um, you're just supposed to know what you're supposed to do and it doesn't work that way so this is a place where we're going to get very honest with the questions that plague people on a day-to-day basis and we're going to be talking relationships we're going to be asking the hard questions about god and and about faith sorry i should say jesus because these days i realize that people use god as a blanket statement please especially for people that are are you know trying to date or get into relationships now please if someone says they believe in god please tell them to help you and specify please do believe in jesus as the son of god as he came to die and he was buried and he resurrected like do you believe that jesus is the christ and do you believe that he came to save us and do you believe that he's the son of god because god is a very blanket statement i've realized these days because some people believe in god but they don't believe what you believe so it's necessary to probe so these questions need to be asked um you know relationship work so i've, I've had a very colorful work experience i've um worked in the social space i worked in the private sector i worked in public sector uh, just recently not to toot my own home but it is a big deal so i should say um i served as a special assistant to a state governor for about two years yeah they're about and so i've had the opportunity to at a very young age actually have a lot of experiences that i think would be helpful to people that are maybe just starting out or trying to navigate so we're gonna answer all these questions um what do you do when majority of the people in your workplace don't share your faith and you know people expect you so how i have muslim friends right i'll just give that as an example and context and I'm a person of faith and I'm unapologetic. But then the question is, how do you navigate that? Knowing what we believe without, um, how do you show the love of Christ in that context without talking down to people, without judging them, all of this? And um, we're going to be discussing that. So we're also going to be just general if you have any other questions. So we're going to have um, a platform where you can upload your questions and maybe we get to discuss that episode or if we will take like more than one question per episode i also have a blog there's some really really good stuff i'm a great writer if i do say so myself i'm just not consistent and i really do need help with consistency so um you listening you asking questions are ways that will keep me consistent and committed to this podcast and i hope that it also helps helps you then one of the very very important things that we're going to be doing that is going to underscore all of this is we're going to be discussing and we're going to be getting deep into emotional healing i feel like that's something that is very that's not talked about enough um 
just leaving, just coming out of your house, you are likely to come back home with at least one negative experience. Someone has insulted you as you're trying to get a bus if you commute, or someone has, you know, frustrated you in some way. And we don't talk about how do we wash that away, how do we get all of that out. You know, I had mentioned earlier the example of the feeling saved versus being saved, right? Or knowing in your head that you've forgiven someone, for instance, but you can't connect with them, but you don't want to be around. And you're asking yourself, so am I really a Christian? Or am I really living the principles of God if I say I've forgiven this person, but I still don't want them in my life, or I don't want them to have access to me? Questions like that. And I feel like we need to discuss these things because we don't have many places where people are able to share their vulnerabilities and share that they're struggling or we don't have enough people that have the confidence to say when people come to them with questions that they don't have the answers and i think it's something that i had to learn later in life where someone will ask me something and i'll say the truth is i genuinely do not know the answer i mean i can we can walk together and see if we can find something that will make sense to us at some point but the truth is right in this moment i don't have the answer and many times especially um so we're gonna be i'm gonna be very vulnerable and i'm hoping that anyone and everyone that comes on here would also have that opportunity to be very vulnerable and very open so because of my growing up i carried quite a bit of trauma and i didn't know but you would for instance go to church and everything was a blanket statement or you're even afraid to tell someone this is what i struggle with because the next thing you hear is oh you just don't have faith i mean i have faith but i'm struggling and i think that we've not been given enough leeway as christians in the body of christ for the process of becoming like christ right so people are not able to say i'm still struggling here i'm still vulnerable here someone gets saved and they're like you know what all, all things yeah all things have passed away all things have become new therefore i can be in the same context that i was before and nothing is going to happen and that's not necessarily true so there's there isn't enough honesty where we're able to say you know what i feel like i'm getting healed but i'm also still sensitive at this point so i might need a bit of distance i might need a bit of time i might need a bit of space to process until i'm strong enough to stand so um emotional healing is very important many of us are carrying wounds um we're wounded every day some of us are carrying wounds from the past and we need to address them i'm not a therapist i'm i'm not i don't claim to be but i i've had the privilege by god's grace for people to speak to me and share the things they're going through and i think that just in the first place being a safe space for people to share is such a big deal and it's such an incredible privilege but we need to present ourselves as safe spaces and we need to acknowledge that much more than saving our souls god jesus is interested in how we're doing in our hearts in our emotions is a holistic salvation it's not just oh your your spirit is saved therefore you're going to heaven so however you live on earth is nobody's business i think that god is very interested in our hearts and our emotions as well and i don't think we've represented him properly so i'm going to be reading a passage of scripture 
um, Isaiah 61 and I will read it from uh, let's do NKJV so Isaiah 61 from verse 1 and I stop somewhere in the middle the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified that's from verse 1 to 3 and I think that is necessary to read this over and over and see that Jesus is interested in healing the brokenhearted he's not he's not we've, he's just been misrepresented I think that's the best way to, to put it we don't have an accurate picture of who God is we don't have an accurate picture of who Jesus is and what he came to die for and i was listening to a message recently it was a clip where apostle femi lazarus was preaching and he talked about um was that apostle femi lazarus well there too someone had posted on a status where um just they brought the woman caught in adultery to jesus and jesus put his head down and was writing in the sand and by the time he looked up everybody had gone and it was just the woman left and he said um, go and sing no more and the man said I hope I find that video the man said Jesus did not give permission for her sin he acknowledged that that needed to be fixed but number one he did not do it publicly it was just him and her and he did not judge her he, he acknowledged that she needed work but he did not look at her and see her as she was he saw what she could be and he knew that she was able to that's why he said go and see no more so in addressing these things we need to be able to say yes this is wrong but i love you regardless and i'm willing to stand with you until you finish this process of becoming and i think that isaiah 61 talks about that very much where a lot of us are brokenhearted a lot of us i mean if you've ever prayed for something with all your heart and believed that you were going to get it and it didn't come, that leaves a question in your heart, right? And these are not things that we talk about. And then you know you were in faith. And then you share with someone and they say, oh, you just didn't believe. And that's not necessarily true. So we need places of vulnerability where we can go to God and say, I'm not okay. And we need places and people that encourage us to be that honest in our relationship with God. And I think that a basis for that is knowing that he's not just interested in saving your soul. He also heals the brokenhearted. He binds or he comforts those that mourn. And when we go with that understanding, it's different. It, it helps to shape our description or our mental image of who God is and who Jesus is and who God the Father is. Because if you didn't have excellent examples of a father figure growing up it would be very difficult to connect with god as father because if you had an authoritarian 
probably violent parents it's hard to imagine that someone that calls himself your father actually loves you as you are um, if you had a parent that put a lot of pressure on you to do things or be things it's hard to imagine that God just loves you as you are first of all that regardless of everything he wants you to be so it now becomes a transactional relationship like for instance the story of the prodigal son and his older brother said i've been working for you i've been doing all of this you've never given me anything to acknowledge my hard work so most of the things that he was doing was in a bid to feel like he was worth his father's attention and his father's gifts and he didn't know how to just be and we see that again in the story of mary and martha where martha tied her showing of her love for god or for jesus at the time to what she could do and how many things and how much she could put together and what she could cook and then looking at mary that is just in his presence it's like look, look at you like why are you like and I think that we need to come to that place where we're able to attain that place of intimacy. But you can't be intimate with somebody you don't know. And you can't be intimate with somebody that you don't believe wants to be intimate with you. So we're going to be doing a lot of that. We're going to be correcting our thoughts and our impressions of who God is. We're going to attempt to answer the hard questions. I'm also going to do a bit of Bible study because I've realized how people don't read their Bibles. People, hey my God, if you've been on social media, if you've been on Instagram, you just, ah, ah. Some days I have to like pick up my Bible and I'm like, wait, is it the same Bible that we're reading together that, ah, I don't know. But I feel like that practice of Bible study is, has been, almost relegated to the background we don't do it anymore aside from from maybe sunday service some some of us don't open our bible and this is not judgment like i said it's not judgment it's just we need to start creating practices that will help us in our quest for you know for god because you cannot speak about somebody that you don't know and the clearest easiest way to know god is to study his word gives you a sense of his character and where you have questions that's where bible study and going in depth will help you clarify so if you read a bible passage and it doesn't it doesn't it's not giving right it happens to me sometimes i read the scripture and i'm like hmm. but i don't go away with that question i now say god i want to understand you i want to know what was going on here like can you please help me and explain yourself because because i don't know right and he does trust me god is more eager to be known than you are to know him many of the things that we attribute to acts of god are just simply not right but we can't know that if we don't study god enough to know his character so yes a bit of bible study um maybe we'll just create a schedule where at some point we'll just have that specifically but this has been a very very long introduction but i hope that it's giving you a sense of the things that we're going to talk about and the things that we're going to do and what we'll be exploring so emotional healing definitely we're going to be talking about god and our understanding of him 
we're going to be talking about relationships how to navigate very practical stuff very practical um i can also direct you to my blog i have a few posts very inconsistently but sometimes i go back there and i'm like wow you're you're look at you yes and one thing that i've learned to do is to appreciate the good in me because um for some reason growing up we we for a number of us for some of us who were not thought that it was a good thing to think that what you're doing was good right so if you did something great is either it, it either got ignored or you know it just got a passing glance but it wasn't really celebrated so one thing that i now do unapologetically is to love myself enough to celebrate and acknowledge the good things in my life so i think i'm a great writer i said all of that to say say that but i think that i'm a great writer and i think that um reading the posts that are on there will bless you i i truly believe so because sometimes i go back there and blessed my i'm blessing my own socks off and i don't get it some of these were written years ago for instance i rediscovered one i wrote on relationships it's titled on the first day of christmas and i wrote it when i was 23 and i'm like you you have sense like this at 23 but you still do not have sense but anyways um i'm so glad to have hung out with you like this today it's my birthday the best birthday gift you could give me today would be to share this podcast tell people about it you can connect with me on social media on whatsapp uh, hmm. hmm okay well yes yes you can connect with me on whatsapp um i'll figure out a way to make my number available um you can connect with me on instagram at bonet the first random my middle name is bonet and it means mother, right? So my social media handle is Bonet the first, like first of her name. So yes, so you can find me on Instagram. I have too many Facebook requests. I don't know where to start from. So I don't think that Facebook for sending messages, yes, fantastic. But friend requests, I I just avoid I can't even open it because they're just too many, right? But you can always send me a WhatsApp message. I'm happy to to hear from you to hear your thoughts and we would also have the link for questions available please say a prayer for me um, i'm entering a new decade and i'm trying to enter it strong and bold and brave and this podcast is an expression of that and i really hope that you come to connect with this and enjoy it as much as i hope to enjoy sharing um, we'll also have people come to speak you know i've done this a little bit with intentional but that was via text and i realized that you know sometimes not everyone is online and you really want people to engage or people come at different times so i feel like a podcast is a way to just preserve that so that whenever you meet it it's your word for that day or that time or that season or whatever it is so yes um thank you thank you for joining me you know i did not explain why it was called back to eden i just realized thank you holy spirit so yes um there are two reasons why it's called back to eden the first is that when adam and eve were in the garden of eden scripture says and they were naked and not ashamed 
and I feel like that's very instructive. I feel like that's a place that we've lost, right? And we don't have that place where our vulnerability is not accepted or celebrated. And I think I'm trying to open I'm trying to open the, the Bible verse. Yes, so Genesis 2 25 and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So this is a place where we'll be able to get back to that place of being open and being vulnerable with ourselves and with God without feeling shame. Because shame was a concept that was only introduced after they had eaten of the of the fruit, whatever fruit it was, in the Garden of Eden. So we're going to be reversing that and going back to that place of intimacy and honesty in our relationship with God and our relationship to the people in our lives. And the other reason why it's called back to Eden is at the time, this was before Jesus, before man fell, <clears throat> Eden was a perfect representation of God's design and intention for humankind, for man. So when we say we're going back to Eden, we're going back to rediscover God's intention, God's plan, and God's heart for us before the world got his hand of hands on us before the world made us who we are today before the hurt started before you know for some the abuse started before all of these things that other people did to make us a different version of what god intended we're going back into that space of becoming who he truly created us to be and that in summary is why we're here so excited to have you we have a lot to talk about, I know, and I will do my best to not shy away from any topic to the best of my ability. Um, I will start the vulnerability and honesty from my end to encourage everyone because you never know who's going to be blessed or who just needs somebody else to say, you know what, I'm actually struggling as well. My faith walk is not a consistent upward trajectory. Some days I wake up, I don't feel like praying. Some days I wake up and I don't feel like I have faith. And I feel like in a sense, being able to hear someone else say that would encourage people to also become open and honest about their relationship with God. Where it doesn't now get to the point where they've tried, they've tried, they've tried. But this description of being a person of faith and Christianity that people are giving, they don't seem to live up to it. Like, they're not always on top of the world. They don't have everything figured out. They don't know their purpose and all those things. And it feels like they're doing something wrong as Christians. And then they decide, you know what, this is not for me. I'm just going to live my life anyway in a, I mean, a space that I will not be judged. So these are the things we're trying to correct. And yes, thank you for having me. I will try and see that we do not exceed um, 40 minutes per episode at most. That's at most. Let's just take it that today is 35 plus minutes because it's the introduction. So yes, thank you so much for listening to me. I look forward to your feedback, emails, messages, texts, calls, whatever. Oh, please, no calls. But yes, um, I just look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you and see you in the next episode.